Welcome to the Fort Bragg PWOC podcast. Today we have Angelica Vargas join us today to share her story. She's only been at Bragg since October 31st of 2019. She's a relatively new military spouse and her husband's only been in the military for about a year. He is from Wyoming and she's from Las Vegas. Join us as she shares about how God gives the toughest situations to his toughest warriors. We hope that you are encouraged by her story. All right, is it good? Okay, so let's see. I was all planned out of my head, but <laughs> so I'm gonna really like focus on how like I got closer to God because I came from like a very traditional Greek Orthodox Catholic type of environment and we were we went to church every Sunday and it's great and like as my adult life continued I was close to God or at least I thought I was we had a close relationship and then I got married had my first son then God shortly after goes um well, my child, it's time for another son. Quickly after that, my oldest was six months apart. And I didn't know if I could do that. I didn't know if I could be a mother of two, let alone one. But then I was like, okay, God, let's do this. I went to my first appointment. And, you know, the usual routine is you get the gel on. You know, a lot of mommies know, get ready for the ultrasound. They're going to take their pictures and then show you the baby. And she puts the gel on. She's really quiet. She tells me this whole routine. And then she turns off the monitor. And she goes to the light and turns it on. And in that small town we're in, my ultrasound tech is my doctor. So she sits down. She wipes off the gel off my belly and she goes, I need you to take a moment. And all these thoughts are running through my head. I thought my baby was dead. And she goes, your baby has cysts. And I look at her and I go, okay, what does that mean? She goes, there's two things. Your baby could have trisomy 18, which isn't suitable for life, or trisomy 21, which means your baby could have Down syndrome. And I go, well, how can we tell? And she goes, you have to take a test. And I said, whatever it takes. So we go, we take this test. He told me it would take me two weeks. Next thing I know, it took two days to get the results of them telling me my baby had Down syndrome. And at first I'm cursing the world because I'm like, God, I, I can't do this. I know those special need mommies. I see them around town. I volunteered at places like this. I can't do this. And all I could hear was, God, you can do it. You'll be fine. And so I'm like, okay. They started setting my appointment every week because he had cysts on his back, on his heart, on his lungs, on his head. I mean, everywhere. By 22 weeks, the cysts were gone. And I was like, okay, God, you answered my prayers. He's going to come healthy. Next thing I know, because I had to go every week, uh, it's around July, it's July 5th, and the doctor goes, okay, Denver tells us you, we need you down there by the 16th of July to try to move to 40 weeks to have a baby. 
And I go, okay, Lord. Well, 16th it is. You've gotten me this far. You can get me along. Well, I walk into that office. She puts the gel on. She goes, okay, we can finally give you an ultrasound picture because I know you don't have one. She turns off the machine, same routine as before, turns on the light, and she goes, you're having a baby today. There's no fluid in your cord. You need to go now or the baby's going to die. And so they hooked me up. I had no time to think, to call anybody, to really do anything. My oldest child is with my husband's mother. We're rushing to the hospital, and we have a baby, a beautiful, healthy baby, and they hand him to me. And I didn't know what to feel or what to do. I was just like, I have another baby. And I was like, okay, God, I can do this. I can do this. Next thing I know, the doctor's checking him out and he goes, there's something wrong with his heart. And my heart drops. And I go, okay, what's going on? And they tell me that he has something wrong with his heart. He has a hole in his heart. We need to, to get seen. And I'm holding this barely four pound baby. He was born at 32 weeks, barely 32 weeks. And I go, okay. So we go to appointments more and more and more. They tell us we have to have the surgery. It's, it's urgent. We have to. Well, my husband decided that what was best for our family was that he would join the military. And they sent him out um, the 2nd of January last year. And next thing I know, the doctor calls me and he goes, our last result on your son, James, was not good. You need to come into Denver and have surgery. So we go in January 31st and we have the surgery. Um, luckily, the hospital flew my mother down to be with me because I was basically alone. And uh, they said everything was going to be good with the surgery. Next thing I know, I see nurses coming in and no one's telling me anything because they said it would only take about two hours. It was already five. They didn't tell me anything. Me and my mom were panicking. And then this nurse comes out and I recognized her. So I asked her and they told me that he had died in surgery and that they brought him back and that now he's in the room they didn't come and get us because they didn't know if he was going to go back into cardiac arrest. And so we went back, we saw him and he smiled at me even under anesthesia. And I was like, okay, you have, you have to be strong because your little boy needs you. And I was so at that point, I was kind of angry at God. And I was like, God, why, why? Like, he's so small. I can't do this. And then I went downstairs to the chapel and that's when I saw this big sign that said, God sends his toughest things to his strongest warriors. And it stuck with me because that's what I saw in the chapel. And I go, okay, God, okay. So I go back upstairs. Next thing I know, because most babies that have Down syndrome wake up from anesthesia early. So my little guy did and he pulled out his breathing tube and his flush tube that was draining out the extra blood from his heart. And there we go again, he flatlined as I'm in the room. And I couldn't breathe. My mom had to basically drag me out. And she goes, they need to do their job. He's going to be fine. So finally we get him all good and healthy. 
and uh, they have to keep him because he has all these stitches and I had to go pick up my older son from Wyoming and I still had to work because I had bills to pay and so I had to leave my baby in the hospital with my mom and she calls me as I'm at work and she says his heart is caught in a loop they need to restart it and the chances that he might not wake up so they stopped his heart luckily he woke up again so this is already him dying three times on me and I'm like god I can't do this I don't know what I'm gonna do I'm stuck in a snowstorm I can't go see my baby and he needs me so at that moment, I was like, God, what do I need to do? And I felt an overwhelming feeling of say, sell everything. Doesn't matter. Go live at the hospital with your baby. That's what I did. I sold everything. My husband's still at basic training, so I don't even have time to call him or tell him what's going on. And so I grab everything. I grab my oldest child. We moved to live in a Ronald McDonald house in Wyoming, or not Wyoming, Denver. And I go, God, I just need, I just need something. And then I sit down and there was this lady there. Her son actually had just died and she was donating all his organs and his heart was going to a baby girl who was also there at the Ronald McDonald house. And she looked at me and I think it was the first time that like, somebody came to my life and showed me scripture. I actually took out a Bible and was like, this is, you know, the word of God. And um, it's actually Isaiah 41, 10. And it's, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will be your strength and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. And when I heard that, I felt calm. I was like, okay, God, you're right. You sent me a baby because you know that I'm outspoken, I'm stubborn, I'm hard-headed, and I will fight for him. So I went back to the hospital, and that's what I did, because doctors were telling me and sitting me down and saying, you have a son that will never eat, that will never crawl, that will never talk, that will never be anything. And I stood up in that meeting full of doctors, and I slammed my hand on the table, and I said that God made him. God gave him to me, and come hell or high water, he will be whatever he wants to be. And so from that moment on, he's been to doctor's appointments, had another surgery, he has a feeding tube, but he's healthy, he's happy, and he walks, he crawls, and he laughs, and it's by the grace of God. So that's become my strength and my rock because whenever he goes through something and he's still smiling, I realize that God gave him to me because I've already been through so much that I needed that little bit of joy and that happiness that he brings me, that he brings our entire family because even when my older son is having a bad day, his brother will smile and laugh and then they all start laughing and just having that great grand old time. So being that being said, I've like stepped up because of the gift that God gave me. And I didn't realize at the time what a gift it was until everything happened. 
and how close and how much I needed the Lord and how much I actually needed to like step back and welcome him and allow him to like go into my life and like actually take over. And by doing that, I mean, any hard time that we've gone through and we've gone through a lot, I've stepped back and like, okay, God, you're obviously, this is for a reason. And I know that you'll take it away from me. You'll, you'll do it, everything that needs to be done. And that's how I've started to live my life since my little guy was born. And so I just hope that like others can like read that when they're having hard times and realize that God is always with you and stands with you and he is your base. Because if you have him as your base, then nothing can go wrong. And even in your darkest times, he's with you. And I live by that now, especially when you like lose your child, even if it was just that brief moment, my heart dropped. And I didn't realize how much you could love your child until they're kind of taken away from you for a minute. And realize that God still had me there because at that moment I dropped to my knees and I said, Lord, don't take him from me because I love him. And he came back. So yeah, that's my little story there. <laughs> Wow, God has taken Angelica through so much, and her story is not over yet. God is not done working in her life or your life. If you are struggling or just in need of prayer right now, please do not hesitate to reach out to us at bragpwc at gmail.com. Even with all of the social distancing, you are not alone. Please reach out to one of your PWO sisters and let us know of a need. You are loved. Let's embrace the verse Angelica shared with us today. Isaiah 41.10 so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Be blessed. Hi, thank you for listening to Protestant Women of the Chapel, Fort Bragg. We are workers together for Christ. If you've been inspired, please share our podcast with those who could use a good word.